Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show. This is Julie Anderson, and I am so excited to be with you here again today. I love this show. I love doing this podcast because I get to interview so many amazing businesswomen, as well as bring you some very neat and cool business tips to help you run your entrepreneurial business Whatever your dream is, whatever that that uh, empire that you are creating, that is the goal of Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire. We are the one-stop shop for women wisdom and women wisdom and business. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> we and one of the things that we do, we do two main things here on the Women Entrepreneurs Podcast. One is interview, as I said, amazing businesswomen and find out more about what they do and have them share their favorite tips about business. And then we also like to bring business tips to you on our other shows when we're not doing an interview. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast and stay connected with us so you can stay on top of all of the wonderful people that you need to meet and hear their wisdom as well as get all kinds of neat tips and tricks to run your business with more ease. Well, today we have a wonderful interview that we are doing with a a gal that I have just come to love and admire. She is one of our members that meets with us live every month at our Connections Over Coffee. And if you are in the Northern California area, anywhere near Sacramento, the first Tuesday of every month, we run a in-person face-to-face networking event where we just connect with all of the local businesswomen and share some wisdom and share a great speaking topic every month, do something to move our business forward. And this is one of, this is where I first met uh, Audrey, our guest today. She is absolutely an amazing dynamic lady with a lot of, she just has a great, great story and she is mother of two twins So I admire her so much. So let me tell you a little bit about Audrey, our guest today. And I want to remind everyone, as always, stay on till the end of the program, because it's at the end of the program that you find out how to connect with Audrey, as well as hear her top tip for helping you as a woman just thrive in your business, what has benefited her the most. So let me, let me read you a little bit about her bio. Her bio is Audrey is a licensed marriage and family therapist that specializes in working with relationships. She provides counseling to individuals and couples, helping them feel calm, connected, and content. 
She is, her style has been described as practical, straightforward, and interactive. As a law enforcement and military wife, she has a special interest in working with all types of first responder couples and partners. Audrey provides counseling online through video, allowing her to serve her clients all over the greater California area. So welcome, Audrey Shane, to the Women Entrepreneurs Show this morning. How are you? Well, thank you. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. I am so glad to have you here. You know, we've talked offline. I'll let everybody know. We've talked offline about getting her on the program here for a while. So I'm really, I'm happy that we're doing that today. It is such a, a great topic. Uh, and I'm sure that this isn't, this can go even beyond marriage and family. But to become a marriage and family therapist, that takes a lot of heart and a lot of drive. So just share with the audience real quick, what led you to make this decision in your life to take up this particular line of work? Oh, that's, it's actually kind of funny. I was in my, um, I was getting into college and taking some of my prereqs and stuff for um, transferring to university. And I said to my mom one day, yeah, I think I might want to be a therapist. And she's like, man, no offense to my mom. Love you, mom. But she said something to the effect of, well, why would you want to listen to people's problems all day? So <laughs> I um, actually, I studied art for two years. <laughs> um, and then I just found my way back to psychology. And I just had this love for people and understanding how people think and why they think the way they do and why they behave the way they do. And I just felt really drawn to it. So I decided to major in psychology, and then I, I decided to go forward with my master's in counseling. And the moment that I sat down in front of my first session or my first client for my first ever real session with a real client, this calm washed over me. And I had one of those, this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing moments. It was amazing. And it that was over 10 years ago now. Um, and it's, Every single session, I come out feeling like, yeah, this is exactly what I was built to do. I love it. I love it. Now, you, your business, you focus on online counseling. Tell us a little bit yeah. of why did you choose online counseling versus having a brick and mortar? Yeah. As an intern, I worked face-to-face -face in brick and mortar. I interned in a private practice, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I knew that someday I wanted to be in private practice for myself. Um, and I knew that that would probably be sometime after I had children as a way to balance my personal and, and career life in a way that felt good to me. Um, and then as I moved through my internships and into licensing, online counseling became possible. It became something that people were doing and, and experimenting with. So I started dabbling in it myself. And so after I had my twins, which totally threw me for a complete loop, it, was, it um, changed all of my plans for my life in a lot of ways. Um, I, I just kind of ran the numbers and I looked at the time commitments that I would need to have a brick and mortar office. And I decided that going exclusively online was actually going to give me both the freedom to be the mom that I wanted to be, but also to be able to have the career that I wanted without as much concern about filling an office chair 
and, um, you know, making that overhead here or that bill there. And so it gives me the freedom to see as many or as few clients as, um, as fit in my life. And then also it, it gives me the ability to meet my clients in the same way, you know, um, busy moms, um, first responders with busy, weird schedules and overtime and call outs and things like that. Um, reschedules are easier. People can travel and still see me. So it, it just serves clients in a way that I, that feels good to me as well. I, I love that. And just real quick, give a little bit of background. So we, it, I, I mentioned it in your bio and you just mentioned it. You're passionate about dealing with the first responders. What gives you that passion? Share a little, give us a little peek into insight into you on that. Yeah. So it, it's actually the partners specifically. So there are tremendous resources for first responders in the community. Um, I, as a, as a wife of a law enforcement officer who's also in the reserves, and then also as a daughter of a police officer, I have this, this soft spot for the partners and family members of the first responder community. We live the life of our first responder just as much as they do. We are at events alone. We go to family gatherings alone, sometimes spend holidays alone because they're at work and, and their work demands out of them. We can't always know what time they're going to be home and honestly if they're going to ever come home um, any day that they leave. And, and I think there's a, special, there's a special way that that impacts you. So being able to support first responder partners um, is really important to me. I think that's such a wonderful, you know, talk about an important niche that probably, or I would guess, really does not get addressed or cared for as much. It's not, it's not always something you care about, you, you know, that there's a lot of support there for that. Yeah, not nearly as much as you get for the first responders themselves. Um, it's, we're kind of a little bit invisible. We're kind of in the background um, of them. And yet so incredibly important role that you do play because you're that touchstone for the first responder. You're the foundation, you're the secure place. And so I know that that must, that must be a wonderful thing that you can bring that, that extra support from real life experience to your clients. Well, let's talk for just a minute. Yeah. Let's talk about what do you do in the counseling and how does that work? So we talked about really who you focus on, your background, but what do you actually do in the counseling? How does that work? Yeah, so a lot of couples come because they're having problems with uh, communication. That's the big one that comes up is we're having problems communicating. And um, my goal as a therapist is to really help them deconstruct their interaction patterns to figure out how each of them are contributing to the conflict, to the misunderstandings that they're having, and help them find new ways to approach these conflicts in, um, in a me-too kind of way, like a let's, let's approach this together as partners rather than get stuck in our own defensive places, feeling like we're not being heard, we're not being understood, and then attacking each other. So I, I really like to help people find you know, what is it that they are feeling? What is it that they're experiencing? And how can they authentically and transparently communicate that to their partner in a way that they'll be heard 
and then help their partner hear them in a way that will make the conflict not feel dangerous anymore. That's so important. You know, it, it's very true that I, being a communications expert myself, it's, it <laughs> is, it's like almost every single conflict, that's what it breaks. I was just talking to my husband about this 20 minutes before <laughs> we, we did the show, you know, it's like he, he works with my sons and they don't always, they run a business together and this communication is so important. And oh, yeah. almost always when there's a conflict, it's like, well, did you communicate well to them? <clears throat> and that's where it begins to break down, right? Yep. So tell yep, us a absolutely. little it, t- Totally. So what about, what's a common conflict? What's a common conflict that you see take place between Spouses, husband and wife, significant others, partners. What's what's something that you see happen a lot? Yeah, so the the kind of the like every couple conflict is the chores, right? Um, and particularly the trash for some reason tends to be <laughs> it tends to be the source of like eternal conflict um, in, in in many marriages, including my own for that matter. So I don't think it's um, I don't think it's something that necessarily is ever resolved fully. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a lot of times, and I'll just use the husband-wife example because that's, well, that's what I have. Um, you know, wife says to husband, please, can you take out the trash? You know, and he kind of says, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it. Um, but what you're not seeing usually is the internal dialogue that people are having with themselves. So the wife might be saying to herself, oh, yeah, sure. That's what she said yesterday, and it's still not taken out. Like, why do I even have to remind you? This is it's not my job to, to remind you to take out trash. You're an adult. Why do I have to be in charge of everything around here? And for that matter, if I can't trust you to take out the trash when you say you're going to, how can I, how can I count on you for anything, especially the important stuff? You know, so this might be going through her head. And this is all happening automatically. She's just, it's just a script that runs in her head. Meanwhile, he's sitting on the couch and he's thinking to himself, I just got home. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I haven't seen my kids all day. I want to rest. I need to eat. I've got a lot to do tomorrow to get ready for work, to do at work. So much on my mind. The grass when am I ever going to get to mow the grass? I need to clean the pool. It's just trash. What's the big deal? You know, what, what, why do I have to do this right now? You know, so, so these, these things might be going on in their heads. Meanwhile, each of them are getting more and more activated. So it becomes a conflict. That's, that's so true. Just a basic everyday thing that seems very small is can can all of a sudden be huge so how do you yep. what what are some tips to improve the communication how can you using that example navigate the interaction between the spouses better yeah so one of the things that i really encourage my couples to do is to become aware of those internal dialogues start paying attention to what you're telling yourself about the conflict or about the problem that is pushing you towards an anger reaction. So anger isn't always necessarily about the event that happens. It actually has more to do with what we're telling ourselves about it. So 
So if we can start by becoming aware of our internal dialogue, then we can actually shift our experience of the conflict. Now, we might still be justified to be upset about something, but at least we can have a better awareness of how we're escalating our own reaction to it. Now, some of the ways that we can do that are, I like to to call it the one breath method. The minute that you start hearing yourself talking negatively or feeling upset, take one slow, conscious, deep breath. And then use that breath to shift into that place of awareness. Um, Now, the other things that we can do are, say you're feeling upset about something and you want to bring it to your spouse's attention. We can use something, um, a preface statement of our intention for that conversation. So if I want to come to my husband and talk to him about the trash and how I want him to be responsible for the trash and how upsetting for me that he's not, then I might say something like, I need to talk to you about something. I'm not sure how to bring it up. I know it's kind of a hot topic, but I'd like to be able to talk about it and not fight. So um, can we talk about who's responsible for the trash and have a, have a calm conversation about it? So it's setting the expectation of what you'd like to do um, and, and even exposing some of your own fear. Like, I don't want to bring it up because I'm afraid it's going to be a fight and I don't like fighting with you. So comparison also comes into play here. I've had a hard day. No, I've had a hard day. Well, who should be responsible for the trash? We both had a hard day. Nobody's hard day absolves them of the trash or makes them <laughs> or makes them more in charge of it, right? So comparing doesn't get us anywhere. Um, the other thing to think about is flooding. If you're starting to get really angry, what's going to happen is your 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 um, thinking brain is going to actually turn off. So once you get flooded you get into that emotional place and it's actually really hard to come out of it because your, your thinking brain isn't functioning very well. So taking a break and calming down and bringing yourself back to a level place will help you approach the conversation differently. Mm-hmm. And the last one that I think about is think about the next thing you're about to say, and then imagine someone saying that to you. How would that feel? What would that be like? Is that going to help or is that going to hurt? So considering how your words impact your partner um, is a really important piece, and it can really shift how you approach conflict um, because you're doing it in a way that you would want to be approached rather than from a reactive place. I love that. Those are such good, good points. All of them. Uh, I run a, I'm, I'm, my brain's just on fire because I'm going, Oh, okay. When I do my partner's uh, getaway for the weekend, I need to do this with, (laughs) with Audrey because she's, we're, we're in sync on so many things and taking a breath a hundred percent. I'm for that because you got to oxygenate the brain. You got to get your prefrontal cortex remained in gear and not let the sub take over. And thinking, putting yourself in the other person's position, how, how would you feel if what you are about to say was being said to you? That's so important, so important. (laughs) And I would now, since you focus and you work mostly with first responders, tell me a little bit about how this might be even more compact. I mean, you you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but how this may even be 
should I say magnified or amplified when you are married to or in a relationship with someone who is a first responder? Oh, yeah. So um, one of the unique things about um, a first responder job is they, they're, they have to turn off in a way when they go to work. They're exposed to such intense stimuli, intense experiences that in order to function, um, in order to stay safe, in order to, to perform their duties, they have to turn off the part of their brain that, that really functions for emotional attunement, for connection, for empathy. Um, otherwise, they would just be flooded with intense, you know, sadness and grief and, and all of that all the time. So it, it's important for them to be able to turn that off. The problem happens is when they come home, they're expected to turn it right back on and transition immediately into home life and to be able to deal with emotional content all of a sudden. And that's a really difficult proposition, actually, because when you've been on for 10 or 12 hours and then suddenly you have to transition home and you have a few hours to do that before you have to go to sleep, get up and turn off again. Um, it's really taxing and it, it can be a lot for them to, to switch back and forth every day. So um, what that does is it, it, it creates a position where you as the spouse, you're coming to your partner, you're wanting to talk about things that are emotionally connecting, emotionally laden or emotionally difficult. And they just don't have, the space for it in that moment that can make the spouse feel really distant. It can make them feel disconnected. It can make them feel unimportant. And then the first responder is feeling like I'm trying really hard. I'm working so hard. I'm doing everything I can. I, I can't be everything. And then they retract even more. So one of the things that first responder partners can, can do to help, that, um, to help their spouse or their partner is to, you know, really have an open conversation about transitions, about transition time, um, about what that person needs. Um, I love prefacing uh, because that gives me an opportunity to go to my husband and say, are you in a space right now where you can talk about this thing with me? This is mm. important to me. So when can you be in a space that you can talk about this thing with me? Can we, do it in five minutes. Do we need to wait till tomorrow? Can it be an hour from now? Um, and then I check back in when it's time. Are you in a space to be able to talk to, to me about this right now? Yes or no? Great. When can you be? Um, and just, you know, that way he has the opportunity to let me know. No, right now is really not. Like, I'm not here right now. I can't do that. Then I'm not feeling disappointed that he's not showing up for me. Mm-hmm. But then I give him the opportunity to show up for me when he feels ready. Now, obviously, if he's never ready, that's a problem in and of itself. And, and that's the kind of thing we deal with in counseling is being able to create that space where the first responder does feel ready and where the partner does feel heard. Boy, that is so <coughs> – pardon me. <coughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness, I had to mute myself there for a minute. Got to take out the allergies already. Can you believe it? It's February, and I'm kidding. My allergies are acting up. No, uh, that is so, so important. That's important in a regular, quote, unquote, 
you know, standard relationship. Yeah. yeah. But I can definitely see how it is even more compounded when you're dealing with someone who, who knows what they've seen that day. You know, they could have been within an inch of losing their life. They could have seen some traumatic crime take place. They could have been in a burning building. (laughs) I mean, there's so many extra and more often than not, they don't want to share that because they don't want to burden their family. So often the partner is actually left in the dark about what their first responder is going through. And um, because they don't know, they assume that it's nothing because they don't have anything, they don't have any information. Um, that's the other half of it is that it's helping the first responder be able to communicate, not necessarily telling their family everything that they've gone through, but being able to let their, their partner know, I had a rough day. I need, I need some time. That's incredible. Sorry. I muted myself. Again. I've got the words. <laughs> <in> my <throat> that is that is such good counsel, such good counsel. Well, Audrey, I would just love to connect you with every single first responder spouse I meet. <laughs> this, is, this is such wonderful information. You're such a dynamic person to have on the show as well as such a great resource. Now, as yeah, we wrap you. up, we could keep talking on this forever. And I will mention that <laughs> over on the Brain Lady Speaks show, that we are going to air Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. the 12th, February 12th. We're going to be airing the Brain Lady Speaks show, and we're going to get into this even more on that and the brain on that particular subject. So try to tie into both of them. We'll be hitting different topics. But it is absolutely wonderful having you here on the program today. Before we close out the podcast, let me ask, I always Mm -hmm. like asking my guests, What's the one, one big piece of advice that you can give our listeners for their business? And it can be how you manage your personal, your business, whatever. What's your one Mm. biggest tip that you can give them for building a successful business? Design your life first. Being an entrepreneur, you can, you can get so caught up in the late nights and the long hours and the new ideas and the, the everything and, and feel the sense of urgency to make it happen all now. Um, but design the life you want first and then put your business inside of that. Um, because then at least you're working for what you want for your life. I love that. I'm like writing this down so I can quote you on my, <laughs> on my pages. That's, <clears throat> that's beautiful. Because really, you're not going to you're not going to have the joy in your business if yeah. it's not fitting into this life design that that you have in your mind. So that's wonderful. Absolutely. Well, Audrey, thank you so very much for connecting with us on the program. Now you have tell us about you have a, a YouTube channel where you have a lot of videos. Is that right? A Facebook page right now. So my. Someday I'll have a fabulous YouTube channel, but at the moment I have a Facebook business page um, and I do Facebook live videos of just topics that come up either in therapy. I don't obviously disclose any client information, but just topics and thoughts that come up that um, I feel might help uh, just anybody, whoever might get some benefit from them. 
um, they're quick and, um, and I just really enjoy sharing those tidbits with people. Got it. Okay. So she is Audrey, A-U, pardon me, A-U-D-R-E-Y-L-M-F-T on Facebook. And I will have that, uh, her website, which is AudreyLMFT.com as well as her Facebook page. I, those links are in the show page. So you can go to the show page for today for Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Today, and you will find direct links on how to connect with Audrey. Audrey, thank you so very much for being on the program today, and I can't wait to have you on The Brain Lady Speaks. Well, thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. I'm excited for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. All right. For all my listeners, as I said, go to the show page so you can find out how to connect more with Audrey, as well as how you can connect more with the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Group. You may be a dynamic woman and you're like, I've got a great business. I would love to be highlighted on this podcast. Reach out to me. Send us an email at info at, that's I-N-F-O, info at WomenEntrepreneursExtraordinaire.com. Remember, those are all plural, okay? Women, W-O-M-E-N, Entrepreneurs, with an S, Extraordinaire.com. If you have a business you want to have highlighted, or maybe you know of a business that you would love for uh, me to highlight, or maybe you are a coach or a consultant and you have a great business topic that you would like to share with us on this program, Please reach out. I would love to have you on as a guest or consider you to take to consider to have you on as a guest. You can interact with us even more on our website, womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. Again, all plural, womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. We are we are currently going through some wonderful dynamic changes and we have created or are creating an online directory for women in business. So for $10 a year, I mean, it's like almost nothing, you can get into that directory. You want information on that? Shoot us an email again at info at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. We are also looking for platinum experts. These are individuals who are just business experts who are going to help all of the women that are connecting and going to this site help to be a resource for them. So we've got all kinds of different levels that we want to interact with our listeners and with our, our members with. So if you're interested in finding out more, send us an email at info at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. And if you just want to stay connected online, join our Facebook group under, guess what, <laughs> womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. Or Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire is the Facebook group name. We also have a Facebook page. So join us interact with us, share your wisdom, share your business. We would love to meet you and interact with you. All right. Until next week, as I always tell everyone on my Brain Lady Speaks program, love reminding everyone to just simply enjoy every moment. Mm-hmm.